On tonight's show, we have evangelist and politician, Dr. Julian Rice. And now, for your host, Cool Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Cool Card, of the Kicking It With Cool Card Show. This is episode 155. Thank you for tuning in tonight. If this is your first time, like I always say, I'd like to invite you to subscribe so I can continue bringing you the value that my guests bring to you on this show. I do this for you. I cannot do it without you. Tonight, I have evangelist and politician and business owner, entrepreneur. He's doing it all. Dr. Julian Wright joining me. We're going to be talking all things politics, entrepreneurship, everything. We're going to be talking about everything because he got it going on. He got a lot of things going on and uh, we're going to dive into his life just like every show. Don't step away because he's going to be dropping gems, dropping value. Let's get into it. Let's go. Welcome to the show, Dr. Julian Wright. How are you doing, my brother? I am good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yes, sir. Hey, one thing I will say, brother, you hey, you be looking sharp in them suits, man. You keep a nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> is is, well, is that the politician you. in you? Or is that is that the evangelist in you? <laughs> it's it's all the arise. It's everything all in one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You keep it sharp, keep it sharp. But check it out, man. Thank you for uh, joining me. You know, glad that I could have you here on the show. Uh, it's, it's been a long time coming, but we're finally here. And listen, before we jump into your life and everything you got going on, I do like to say a prayer before we get it popping. Is that okay with you? Yeah. All right, okay. let's go. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment. We just thank you for Dr. Julian coming on the show and being transparent with us and just sharing his world with us, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just sharing his life. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for life, love, happiness, the food on our table, the clothes on our back, the shoes on our feet, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the little simple things that we may overlook at times. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, you know our heart. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just, uh, just waking us up this morning, Lord Jesus. We, we never take that for granted. We just thank you for this platform, Lord Jesus. We just thank you for being here and just being able to share our journeys with the people in our world heavenly father lord jesus we just thank you so much we give you all the victory all the glory all the love all the praise in your name we pray amen amen yes sir yes sir dr julian dr julian what okay let me, let me ask you this i i think i i feel like you take pride in the in, in being hold on let me let me rephrase that I feel like you take pride mm -hmm. in being called Dr. Julian Wright. Because a lot of people wouldn't put the doctor on it. They'd be like, I'm Julian Wright. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an evangelist. T tell me a little bit about yeah. that. Because I see you promote oh, that. Man. Like, it's firm, solid, in stone. Dr. Yeah. Julian Wright. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have to. You know, it, I work so hard for it. You know, it was... I, I'm just, I look at myself, if no one else is proud of me, I get proud of myself. I tell people, you're, you're not, 
Um, no one can really look up to you unless you look up to yourself. Yes. And so, um, you know, I'm still very humble with it, but yet I'm like, you know, I really got it. I got that this year. Thank. I'm so thankful that I, I'm done. Oh my God, I'm done. So, but it was a long time coming. Like they said, I'm glad change came. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And so you, yeah. I, you graduated from. I saw you. I got you, you a video of you graduating. That's when you became an evangelist. Like, is that is that what it was? No, the graduation was when I got my doctorate. Actually, yes, um, okay. I completed from. Um, so I attended Legacy Bible College, and okay. then I went to Cheesebrow Bible College. Okay, so they became like tied into one or so. So I was honestly supposed to been done last year, mm. but due to my schedule and life and all of that stuff i didn't have the time to complete so i had to retake my last course this year and it was able to pass so that's why i'm like oh yeah we gonna put doctor everywhere <laughs> okay so. and th this is you this is you right here on the screen that that's you right <laughs> that's me <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i'm pretty sure that was a proud yeah. moment you worked hard for that Oh, yes. I was so happy. And it was actually on my birthday celebration service, my church. Um, shout out to my church, God is Able Christian Church. They give me a birthday service every single year. And, okay. Um, you know, they they threw it up, especially Miss, my the best assistant I've ever had is uh, Latrice Dixon. I know she's watching and stuff, but she love. made sure everything was taken care of. Yeah, so I'm like, when I, well, first of all, I didn't know they were going to do it that day. Okay. So it was a surprise to me. And I'm like, they was like, you know, you're getting your doctors today too. I'm like, me? I'm like, today? <laughs> my birthday? I'm like, oh my God. So I was just so excited. All of my loved ones was already there. Oh, um, lesson. There was a, yeah, so it was it was such a joyous and a moment for sure. So You were up in that church yeah. double dipping that day. You were double dipping all Oh, yes. <laughs> I did every dance you could think of. <laughs> That's too funny. Hey, so now no one in my audience doesn't know you. So can you give us a little backstory on you? I know you started entrepreneurship in 2016, but give us a little backstory, you know, before that, because I know you were brought up and people were telling you going to be great and all this stuff. So kind of give us a little backstory who Julian is. I grew up in the Chicago land area. Shout out to Chicago. Um, and so growing up, I came from a very church background. Um, thankful, I'm so thankful for my grandparents. She's My grandmother's going home to be with the Lord, the late Pastor Magnolia McFarland. And my grandfather is still here, Bishop Odell McFarland. Um, and so um, I was raised up in church and I came from a strict background of holiness. They was like, we had service every day of the week in the days that we didn't have service we had to do something in the church so i, I felt like we lived at church so <laughs> i remember the for message. me <laughs> i'm telling you so i'm like oh my god and so and, and it was prophesied to me you know i would be somebody great and so i i honestly didn't know that it would get to this point i'll be mm -hmm. honest with you i didn't think that this was up the road for me i'm like oh my god and i had went through a lot at an early early age and so I mean, a lot of hardships, a lot of trials, a lot of loss, a lot of taking upon the strength um, that others didn't have around me at the time. And so it was just a lot of that. So I came from a um, church background. I came from 
a family that was as well in the uh, public eye. My, my father, uh, Dr. Attorney Richard Wright, he used to come on the radio. He used to do WYCA back in the day. So okay. um, he was known for that. My His mother, his ado- legally adopted mother, which is my grandmother, Mary D., who used to come on um, WGN. She used to be an anchor and everything. So mm-hmm. she was known all over. But I had a mixture of people around me. So I think that it kind of made me like, you got to know this, 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 that, and everything. So I, I'm grateful for it. So it's, so it's in you. It. It's just in you. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is in destined me. for this. It is definitely in me. Yeah. Yes, yes yeah. indeed. So. so, okay. So yeah. so you, you're growing up in the church. You're doing, mm-hmm. you, you, you're building yourself up. You got your confidence. You, mm-hmm. you love the Lord. And now mm-hmm. in 2016, you start your own company. Talk about that. Um, well, I want to say prior to that, I had a business, but it wasn't legal. <laughs> so, and what I mean by that's, that, yeah, I'm about to say, you better specify, boy, you on camera, they'll come get you these days, they'll start probing. <laughs> it was in the church. I used to make certain things, and um, I used to make different items out of my parents' house, and I used to say, I used to get mirrors and I used to add jewelry to it. And I used to decorate and stuff and I used to sell it. And people in the church, they would buy it. I mean, did you, did you have any permission though? Or were you, you stealing from your house? Oh yeah, it was the, <laughs> it was my grandparents' church. So I didn't have to ask. I did whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> so, but they, everybody supported. My grandparents supported. It was like, don't forget to get our grandson. He sells some things in the hallway. So that was that. But okay. then once I got older, um, uh, my first baby, which I call Revelation Network, is a graphic design company and photography company. And so that one, um, that one, I want to say I was working in graphics and stuff. And I had an aunt, um, Leslie McFarland. She taught me so much uh, working in the church office because I wasn't like your everyday kid growing up. Honestly, like my childhood was very, very different. And I had a lot. I come from a big family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my great grandmother had about 15 children. So all of them had about 10 plus kids. So it's it's us all over the place. And so, but out of all of them, I was always surrounded around older people. I didn't want to do be around the younger people. I was like, I want to go. And then my grandfather, me and him had such a close relationship, um, Bishop Odell McFarland. He used to go to the seniors facility and he used to do ministry there and stuff and like that. So he would snatch me away at all the grandkids i know i'm the favorite but he would snatch me away and he was like come on come on come on and so they would be playing outside and i would go with him just to sit and i would talk with the seniors and i'm talking about i was like what seven eight nine ten and would sit with them and hear their stories i would laugh with them but i would understand their humor at that age wow so um but like i said all of that played a part into me developing my business um i started going working into graphic doing some of the church flyers i started handling emails i started um doing different pictures in the services and then outside of that i got so good that i was able to do it for schools and Mm. i was doing it in my own school and so i was like you know so outside of that like a lot of people they were amazed they was like you know you you better than the ones that went to school for it so i did actually go to school for it uh, educationally, I got my graphic design degree from Shaw Academy and uh, okay. business management degree as well. Um, but yeah, so it was very, very, very easy. And then like out of nowhere, a lot of people started hearing about me. I started with one person and word of mouth is always the best way for business. Yeah. So absolutely. they was like, 
uh, get with Julian Wright. He's going to take care of you, take care of you, take care of you. So soon enough, I mean, I had a consistent clientele coming in. And then I started trying out different things. And uh, I mean, just finally with it. So that's kind of how I got that started with that. Okay. All right. Do you have, you still operate that business? Yes, I do. And it has grown so that I don't have to do so much hands-on. I do a little bit here and there. I oversee it, of course. But okay. I was able to grow it and bring in other graphic designers to work underneath me. and Oh, that's great. Um, Other photographers and different things like that. And also train other people as well. So okay. it, it's been a successful video. Well, when I heard you say photography, I was like, well, we are talking about, you know, you jumping into the acting realm. Like, well, you're not going to have a problem finding a, somebody to do the headshots. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. Not at all. <laughs> Got that in-house. Yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so now you I, I read that you started your limousine and transportation service during the pandemic how was that i did how was I that did. when nobody was, was like, going anywhere nobody was going anywhere and it was like it was nobody but god because i've always been the daredevil uh so when people were hiding now, they were scared. And don't get me wrong, I took, I, I wasn't foolish. I took the safety precautions the best I could, but I was like, I am not about to shut down while everybody else is just going crazy. I can't function like that. I can't do it. So when I tell you, you have people that during the time, that's when I made the most money out of my business. Really? With the graphic design business. Oh, with the graphic That was the most time. Yeah. And also the photography side, because people was like, okay, we can't use faces. Um, so we're going to have parties at our house and we're mm -hmm. going to do this, but we still want to capture these moments. So I came with my hand sanitizer, my gloves and my <laughs> mask. And then some of those was on my team did not want to go, which I, I respectfully understood. So of course me as a person being over it, I had to step up. So I'm like, okay, that's more money for me anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I, um, ahead and started getting books. It was like every single weekend I was booked with the party. I was booked with something and then i was like and then i had been saving it so prior to me having the company i was working three jobs oh wow um, and okay. so uh yeah and then but to even go way back in my career i used to be a cna a okay. lot of people don't know that i used to be in the health field i used to work at the hospital as well um so but i've always been in the business of saving my aunt and my father especially always taught us to save and you yeah. know you want to be financially stable so i always my mother um which is they call my twin pastor julia and right she told me she was like one thing about julian he know how to take a hundred dollar bill and make it to 300. he'll take 300 <laughs> to 700. so i'm like we gonna make this stretch we gonna make it work so um during the pandemic a lot of the business were shutting down and people were just like and so i was like I want to do something different. I, you know, I'm thankful for the income for the business of Revelation Network, but I'm like, I want to do, I feel like it's, it's, it's more to this. It's more to in me. And I've always been loving limousines. Mm. And so as, even as a kid, even when I couldn't afford it, I found a way to afford it. So I was like, I want a limousine for my birthday. I had got my very first job. I was like, I'm going to save. And of course, back then, waking like nine or $10 an hour, you can't get no limousine. So, right. but I was like, no, I was like, I was, it was, I was saving for like four or five, six months ahead of time because that's what my goal was. And I'm like, I'm going to achieve my goal no matter what. So I didn't know that I was taking notes. 
just limousine services in my head, but I was. And so I was like, you know, I was like a lot of people, they just get picked up by a limo and they just kind of like, they just enjoy the ride, but it's, that's all it is. It's just a long vehicle and they get dropped off and that's it. I'm like, it's not an experience. It's not enough. Right. So I then developed JW Enterprise, which is my limousine and transportation company. So that's my second company. Um, and so I went ahead and found a guy um, during a pandemic. His business, he was an older guy, a Mexican guy. He was like, hey. You know, he was like, I'm older, I have grandkids, I have great grandkids. He was like, there's a pandemic and you know, I'm just, I want to retire. Mm -hmm. And so he was selling his whole fleet. So I was like, oh, okay, wow. he was like little for nothing. I was like, oh, I guess I'll get started with it. So I did not tell anyone. I told no one that I was doing that because I'm or, like, ooh. I didn't want anyone to, uh, yeah, I didn't want anyone to distract and say, give their own personal opinions because I didn't just want to stop the limos. I wanted the full transportation. So I now have um, the bank does not own not one vehicle. Um, so I have limos, I have party bus, I have uh, transport, uh, travel bus, uh, SUV transportation, all those things. And okay. so, uh, um, so, you know, it was definitely a different arena that I was involved in. So I didn't have a clue of how to get it going. I, I didn't, you know, I knew how to set up business papers and all that stuff. And I had a team for that. But outside of that, I didn't know on how to get things going. And so he was one of the people that he was like, I'm going to help you out, get things set up. And so oh, man. I was able to buy. Yeah. So I, I bought like, all his fleet and we've been going since then. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, how did you start promoting? How did you get people, you know, mm -hmm. make, make people aware of your services? So that was a blessing right there that he would help you. Yeah. And a lot of people too. Go ahead. I was yeah, gonna, a lot of people. I was just going to, he probably, you yeah. probably um inherited some of his clientele too, right? Cause they were already familiar with him. They was already familiar with him, but even outside of that, I mean, we started, I, I personally knew some people, but it didn't take much for, uh, it took more for the graphic design company to get out there more so than the transportation. So I was kind of like, once I put it out there, um, cause first, first people I wanted to tell was my parents. Cause I'm like, we, ha we actually have contracts with different club owners. And okay. so they actually have the party bus and be out there and it's something coming from a church background. They like, what you doing at the club? <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I'm taking care of business and minding my bones. So, you know, and so I just had to really reconstruct my mind and really pray about some things and really hear from God and also learn about some things business wise. And so um, when I put it out there, I mean, a lot of people, they heard about me. They was like, they started calling in and uh, the website got set up, the phone number got set up and um you know i started hiring drivers in i started off with two drivers or so one of them didn't stay the other one i had one faithful driver at the beginning it's only been the business has only been existing now for two years right but within a year i mean we have done so much and worked with so many people that i'm like and it's, it's built personal relationships with me and some of a lot of celebrities government officials and um, some of them I already knew, but some I became to know once I get, became more involved. Okay. And so, um, and it's, it's grown. We were able to hire more and uh, build more, uh, do construction uh, contract and all those different things out. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. So so I I know I know you're you're modest, but I want you to name drop right now. Can you tell me some of the celebrities that you know you've rendered your services to? Yes, I can. So, <laughs> <laughs> Modestly. And I'm pretty sure that they don't mind. Right. I they don't mind. They're good friends of mine. We we stay in contact. We also get together for lunch too. So um one of the last ones that we recently had, we had Selena Johnson. Okay. Um, she's here. Uh, she was here um, a couple of times, and so she booked with us. Um, and then Leandria Johnson. Um, we worked with Jennifer Hudson. We worked with who else can I say? George Daniels. Okay. Um, who else? We worked with who else? Oh, Daniels, legendary. Oh, that's that's my uncle right there. See, he took me and his nephew, and so he taught. He's one of my mentors, so he okay. taught me a lot of Fantasia, um, yeah. as well. And so, I mean, it's been so many other people that we've been able to work with. I can't even. I could be missing some too. So, but um, yeah, we've worked with quite a few heavy hitters. Okay. Now, I saw that you were like on certain panels speaking, you've been doing podcasts, talk shows, stuff like that. What realm, like what realm of you is bringing you to those platforms? Is it the political side? Is it the evangelist mm-hmm. side? What, what do you, what do you, what do you got? Um, it's a, yeah, it's so much of like an even side. So though I am evangelist in the ministry, uh-huh. um, my parents are actually pastors. And so, um, I am involved in there and stuff, but I'm I'm one that I'm always on the go. So it's pretty much when they pull me in, they kind of want to hear my life story because I do have a story to tell because I'm like, you know, it's much more than people know. They see the victory of it, but they don't really know um, the pain of it, the suffering of it, the yeah, what it took for me to really get here. I mean, I had went through a lot um, to being engaged to not end up getting married. Okay. Um, and that happened at a most vulnerable time of my life, and I went through deep depression. Um, I, I I went through some things in the church, outside the church, um, in the family, or so. So it was a lot of things that I kind of had to endure. That a lot of people they hear bits and pieces of it, but they like I want to hear more of it. So they'll bring me on those different platforms to talk about it. Um, also, you have other people in ministry. They want to know how do you balance between being a politician, uh, ministry-wise, and then also as an entrepreneur and just, I guess I guess they would call it now a public figure out there more so, getting more included and, you know, you in these, all these different type of environments and how are you balancing your life? How do you still yeah. stay close to your beliefs and all that stuff? So it's a lot of things that people want to know about that. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, with, with, you know, Raphael Warnock, he's running Georgia. He was... You know, mm-hmm. pastor, and now he's out there. For you, how did you even start dabbling in politics? That, that that's what I want to know. I have never interviewed a mm-hmm. politician, so my mind is racing. Right. I got questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got questions. I got thoughts and ideas. First and foremost, tell me mm-hmm. how did you or what made you want to jump into politics, and what realm mm-hmm. of politics are you in? Or are you involved in? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a board member in the city of Lockport, Illinois. I work with Mayor Stephen Stritt. Um, he is the mayor of Lockport, Illinois, and his wife, Wendy, Lady Wendy Stritt. Um, I got involved there. That's really where it started out. I'm being honest with you. I've always been curious. I always ran with a lot of people that 
they like they talked about those certain discussions and i'm a quiet person but i will speak out when i speak out i speak out but i like to observe and so i used to sit with a lot of those people um and then i also learned with my father as well um yeah. he was good friends with uh the mayor of chicago back in the day mayor Harold washington and different other ones and i mean i had so many influencers around me that you know they kind of like they talked about it so much and i'm like I'm like, you know, especially my father. I'm like, why are you screaming at the television? I'm like, hey. so he would get so, and I'm like, you know, and I begin to think about it. I'm like, well, you know, if we are in the position to do something about these things, let's do something about it. You know, why can't we get more of us in an office? Why can't we get more perspectives? Why can't we get more people that uses the power that they can have for good and not for evil? You know, unfortunately you do have a lot of them. They mistreat their power. They, they, um, think they know what they're talking about, but, you know, kind of as the Bible talks about, they destroy for the lack of knowledge. Right. And so um, he was one of the first ones. Um, and then after that, I got called in by so many other boards because they seen my work in that one city. And let's be clear, Lockport, Illinois is known to be a 99.9% .9 Caucasian city. Okay. So for me as a young black male, I think I'm one of the first young black males there on the board, actually. So what? So it was very different. What does being on the board actually look like? I'm asking these questions for mm -hmm. someone who may want to jump into politics who has no idea of how they, how even to get there. I don't even know mm -hmm. how you even jump into politics and get to a board and move up. You know what I mean? Right. And people behind you and wanting to, you know, all that support mm -hmm. you and you know campaign for you and all that. So can you give us a little? inkling of what that even looks like what is right. what does that mean well i started out by basically i just started showing up you know i began to come to the board meetings okay um and you can look into some of your local board meetings and so a lot of people don't know like if, if you live in the chicago area or like i said i was more invested into the lockport area because i had different ties already there mm -hmm. um so i started attending the meetings then I started seeing the needs and I started seeing the um, the unbalance that was there and I brought it to the attention. And then, like I said, I'm thankful for the mayor because he was one that was open out of anybody. I mean, I had talked to a mayor and I'm not going to name his name, but I had talked to him and he was he's not in office anymore. But I had talked to him about something I was working on for the community and when i called the office talk i called the city hall and i was like can i talk to the mayor xyz i explained to him who i was and so and i talked to him when i spoke to him the answer that i got was like unbelievable he was like you know i'm not going to be in office very long but so you can call back next year when i'm out of office are you I really serious he didn't even want to deal with it so he didn't want to hear it. And I'm like, I just wow. came with an idea for the community. I came because, like, I mean, I have a nonprofit organization. It's called Magnolia's House of Hope. It's mentorship programs that I have. Um, and so I'm like, you know, we bring it to other cities. And so I'm like, hey, can we possibly look up and see, you know, you you in the office now. Can you con connect me to somebody? And can you can you do something? Like even if you're gonna be out of office, there's somebody you 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 know a lot of people but you choose not to. So you have people like that, unfortunately. But the mayor of Lockport, he was different. Um, he sat down and listened 
um, to me. And so I began to attend their meetings and I began to see, I said, okay, I said, I would like to throw an event here. And I became one of the first people to do, it was during the pandemic actually too, that I began to throw one of the biggest during the pandemic. It was a lot of people, thousands of people came out and you have people that came in from out of town um, too as well. I was very shocked. Um, but it was out. I had an outside event and I began to do a prayer event. Um, and so I began to see a lot of people, especially in Chicago land area, they were looting and just destroying, you know, because of the George Floyd situation and a lot of politicians, they were arguing and going back and forth. So I'm not getting involved with this. I was like, I want to do something different. We need something peaceful, you know? So it, to me, it was, it was such a refreshing to see all the hard work and the prayers that I had put in and God had really led me there. Um, and it was a lot of people that was there and I had food for the community um, the city helped provide food as well. And so ever since then, when they saw my works, what I could bring to that city, yeah. they began to say the mayor came to me first before I got the idea. He was like, I want to get you on my board. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, people say certain things, but they don't mean it. So he was like, no, seriously, I want to get you on my board. He was like, I really see greatness in you. I see that you're, you're going to go far in life. And so we sat down and talked it over. And honestly, it wasn't hard. The board had decided. They was like, we want Julian right in here. So they brought me in and... um I officially got signed on, um, also on the um, Chamber of Commerce. So my job as the um, with them is basically to work as the chairman as well to make sure that um, the decisions of that city. Is, so we go over the decisions we meet. Uh, so I do have a voice in it. My, you know, though I can't make the official um, um, thing and say okay, yeah or nay, but I do have a voice in it, okay. and it does has to be heard by me being on there. Um, and then I do have more grounds to say, you know, we need to do this. We need to throw this in here. We need to get more involved into this. This is what we need to do straight away from. So that became my role within the city. Um, and it's, it's been awesome. So I have a question. I love it. I have a question. Okay. How, and I don't know if you've thought of this or if you plan to do this, but how can you or will you be able to blend the two? Mm-hmm prophesize, speak the word of God verbally to, to people through politics, because what you're doing is, is, you know, God's work is action. Right. right? But how mm -hmm. are you able, I don't know it's a fine line. Do, do you see a way that you can kind of slide in the word of God to people, you know, mm -hmm. indirectly and, and blend the two and move, move forward? Yeah. I want to say, um, I began to get wisdom or so on which ways to operate. I learned that politicians is very dirty at mm -hmm. times. So there are some that, you know, I see a lot of things, you know, I don't speak about it. I've seen racism. I've experienced it. Yeah. I've um, felt it. You know, I've also seen people that were very encouraged, but there were also people that were very broken. Some people was close, people was open. So I learned that every person is different. You have to know how to approach, especially when you're dealing with politicians, you have to know how to approach them and how not to approach them. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, it became so much of a point of view too. It's, it's, it was hard for me coming in, bringing in the light into, I don't want to say a dark place, but it was a dark place as well. 
um, bringing more lightness to that area, it was hard for people to resist it. Um, and so I became consistent in who I was. How? I was saying, because they're starving for it. They're starving for that light. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? But they're Absolutely. mute about it. And there are agendas mm-hmm. and what they might mm-hmm. lose out on and all that type of stuff. So go ahead, though. I got another question for you, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're fine. But yeah, I mean, you have people that was, like you said, they, they're starving for that light. They're looking for that light. Um, and so I've seen a lot of things and some things, you know, there's some people that they spoke about things and negative, and I still learned how to smile in their face and speak to them. I had to learn how to endure that. Uh, there were some people that, you know, you know, they don't like you and they want to use you for a face, but behind closed doors, they really don't like you. Um, and so, I mean, I, I kind of seen all of that and, you know, and I get why people, they don't really want to get involved into it. They they don't like to touch it that much because I see the things of it. But I tell people, if you say nothing, if you do nothing, then the situation is going to be nothing because yeah. it always took a leader, you know, just like Martin Luther King. You know, we didn't get to where we are. And it's still some more work to be done. The job a lot is not of work done. To be done. So, you know, it's a lot that. And I think, too, a lot of the younger generation felt like that. So many older people, I feel like they put them down. Um, their voice is not heard when they do actually have an opinion. And also think to be educated on what's actually going on. Don't just go off of, right. uh, you know, like me, me and my father, we sometimes have different opinions on certain things. I'm like, well, I don't really see it like that because I have a closer view to it. I'm able to come in closer to it. I was open to rather than me coming in the door in defense, I came to say, what can I learn and what can I see if I can possibly change? Mm-hmm. And that that I can't change, I want to figure out how to maneuver around it so it can later change. Maybe it won't be me to make the change. It'll be someone else. But if I'm that light that's around, then people will see that and they will eventually follow it. One person will. And that's all that matters. So is there one, is there one stereotype that you can dispel or even confirm that the mm-hmm. black community has or the underprivileged community has about politicians, politics, what goes on mm-hmm. in politics? Is there one thing, a stereotype? Um, I think a lot of it uh, can be a little ignorance as well. I think a lot of it can be, um, I feel like, first of all, us as as African Americans, we don't really know how to work together. Mm. So I feel like I can't be in the room between, um, like I was able to meet with the um, Lockport Police Department and sit down and talk with them. And I, I told them to respect us as me being an African American male. And some of them, like I said, were some of them are African American that work on their department, but some of them are not. So they wanted to actually know you know, what do you feel in this situation? What do you think? I think that it has to be a trust guideline. So it has to be somewhere. So I think all of that, but it's about working together. It's about being willing to. So if we're not willing to, then it's like, we're never going to go anywhere. We're going to be in the same state that we're in. And we can't really blame too many people in office because we, the community, honestly make the community. You know, they have power. And don't get me wrong, yes, they do. And some of them misuse it. But we are the multitude, the community. We are the ones that 
can can change it. If we truly band together and there is something that's done that we don't like, we can petition together and say, we're going to come together and come against it and make sure it's with the right motives. Right. So I think that's what the, it really is that I've seen. And I'm like, we don't know how to work together. We really don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to dig too deep into it because it's so it's so multidimensional uh, on mm. the effects and, and the, you know, whatever. Mm. Right. But I will say this. They have the power to police the neighborhoods. Right. But we have the power. We have the power to to act, to decide on how we're going to act decide on how we're going to treat each other decide on if we're going to rob our neighbor if we're going to kill our neighbor if we're going to and i get it there's conditions mm -hmm. there are conditions that drive mm -hmm. people to possibly do acts of crime so on and so forth like i said i don't want to get right. so deep into it because it can you know it, it can swirl and right. control but because there's so many different right. factors you know there's 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 history there's generational mm -hmm. stuff all that right but i will say this mm -hmm. In this present time, as a man, as a mm -hmm. woman, you have a choice. Regardless yeah, of what your, right. your condition is, your situation is, you have a choice. You have a choice to be negative. You have a choice to be positive. You have a choice to mm -hmm. act how you're going to act. And how you act, there's consequences, good or bad, right? Right. So if Absolutely. you act a certain way, Absolutely. something comes back to you, then that perpetuates. It grows. It festers. It's a cancer. Or it could go in a whole other way. If you love thy neighbor and you guys come together, which we rarely do, and try to build something right. and right, mm -hmm. right what's wrong in the system, try to beat right. it, try to just endure it, if anything, right. together, we'll be much better off. You know what I mean? So so if we if 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 they came to our neighborhoods and there was peace and harmony, harmony. And they were met with love, even though they're biased against us, or they may have a bias, mm -hmm. or they may be racist, racist or whatever. But if they're met with love right. and respect, they probably wouldn't use brute force. I'm not saying right. all. Like I said, I don't want to say too much because it can, you know what I mean? Like, oh, how dare you? Because right. I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm mm -hmm. I'm in the middle. I'm just seeing both sides. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But right. I know that if police officers didn't come into our neighborhood feeling anxious and afraid they would be less likely to put their hand on their gun right you know? but mm -hmm. i know that if we met them with love and respect just mm -hmm. you know the res just respect the authority you don't have to be big and right. bad you don't have to puff your chest out they may say something ignorant mm -hmm. to you whatever but if you just right with kindness and know that hey man i want to go home tonight right you know yes. what I mean? because at the end of the day they are the authority and some are gonna overuse and abuse that you know yeah against you that's at why. the end of the day kill them with kindness you know yeah but, but that's right people are just that's so prideful right. they won't allow that they want to yeah off at the mouth and then it just escalates into something that it never should have been you know? It never should have been. been. And, and I'm a person that I'm all for defending yourself. I think nothing is wrong yeah, with that. Absolutely. But it, it is a difference between um, defending yourself and making a fire, adding gasoline to right, the fire. Right. So and, and, and a lot I'm of saying, them. I was, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm saying this too. Mm -hmm. You Okay. It's, you can do, say, whatever, whatever you want to do, right? And be however mm -hmm. you want to be. 
towards a police officer that's racist or just has it out for whomever, they're still going to act right. the way they're going to act and they may say certain things. Right. But at the end of the day, if you act with kindness and love, they just may not act with force. And that's mm -hmm. when it really escalates and you feel like, man, this is life or death. Now I got to defend myself. Well, guess what? They're probably going to pull that gun out. Right. And just pray to God that they don't use it on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So it's yeah. just a choice, man. When yeah. I see these situations, like I, there's no reason. 99% of the time that I see the videos and, you know, what we see, there's really mm -hmm. no, there's just, there's no reason to shoot anybody. Right. They could have tased yeah. them. They could have held them down. There's three police officers. Why did one shoot? You know? Right. So I just, but I do say this though. Had that person just cooperated, and like mm -hmm. I said, I'm not taking no sides here because it, it, right, right is right, wrong is wrong. You know, brute mm -hmm. force and all that is it's uncalled for. But I, all I'm saying is this: mm -hmm. we do have a choice on how we want to act and react. So if you would have mm -hmm. cooperated from jump, even though they were mm -hmm. being offensive or whatever to you, if you would have just cooperated right. or whatever, just trying to go home, they probably would have just left you alone and you'd be living. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just like I never forget, I was working in one city hall, and I'm not going to name that city. I was working there, and I was doing some work with that mayor, and I had invited a special guest to come with me um, to meet me there at that city hall. And so now, I mean, those who know, like you said, I, I, I've, I've always been told, like I got that honesty from my mother, we have a shopping problem. <laughs> so I've always been like, I got to get this. And two, some of my stuff, I will get it customized made. So my tailor loves her so much. She makes sure that I'm right and stuff. And then I'll get visions of certain outfits. And I'm like, okay, I got to get it made. I got to get it made. So me, I've always been a dressy person. Even when I say, oh, okay, I'm be casual. They like, you feel dressy. But that's me. That's my character. It is just be you. It, right. So... But the hey, other person, they look wasn't good, really too much. You like feel that. good. Yeah, yeah. But the other person, they wasn't really like that. They were pretty much like straight up casual and everything. And they was an African-American male. So I said, okay, meet me at the city hall, X, Y, Z. We get there. I left them alone in the hallway. Now, mind you, the city hall usually is an open space. Mm -hmm. So usually anybody can come in. And so now you can't go everywhere. But it is like, it's an open building. It's not like you got to sign in. If you're coming in, you got to sign out. Right. So I invited them. They they was, I said, okay, I said, I'll be right back. Let me go grab something. I had really went to the staffing room to go grab some water. A Caucasian lady stopped him. He wasn't doing anything and was like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Who are you? Like, she just like, really, I'm like, and I wasn't around. And so they grabbed him. And when I came, I said, look for him. He wasn't there. I'm like, wait, wait, where is he at? They grabbed him, took him into the office wow. of that building. I'm like, why is he in this office when I finally came to find him? And so they were like questioning him and stuff. And I was like, didn't know that he was my guest until I walked into the room. I said, why, why is he here? Why, why is he in this room? They said, well, we didn't know what he was doing. I said, well, this is an open space. Is there a problem? And they know who I was. They know who I am. Mm -hmm. So 
they didn't really because of who I was, they wouldn't they wouldn't really go there too much with that. But they went there with him because right. they felt like this is a person that's nobody. This is this is that. So, um, and I said, well, this is my guest. I told him to stand there. So it be should should be no reason why you took him up here. He wasn't doing anything, and I personally know his character. No, he wouldn't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Anything like to cause like for you to wonder or pull him in, like as if he just a a terrorist or something walked through the door. I said, right. why? Why is this? And I called the mayor that I was working with right there in front of him. And I my when he was uh, he's a good friend of mine. I said, hey, they pulled this young man in that I invited, and they hand i hand him the phone and he straightened it out and so they was like oh my god we so sorry we didn't know that you were with him i said but see let this be a lesson talk to where you should never do an individual like this you don't know who this person is you don't know who that what they're about and you don't know how this situation could have really gone left yeah so let you all be the ones that works at the, and they were working in the city hall. Let you all, this, let this be a lesson for you all. Don't let it happen again. And they, they, they knew for now on <laughs> not to do that. But I say that some people that they have to go through that. And, and it's okay if some people don't. I mean, just like you were saying, sometimes it's okay. To, it's always good to take the humble route. But a lot of people feel like, oh, I got to get my point across X, Y, Z. But some people will never understand your point and be okay with them not understanding your point. Some of these people, they are just who they are. You know, at at the end of the day, it will be a situation to teach them. I use that as an example because it will be a situation that they will have to learn and have to respect. And they will have no choice, just like the male. He was like, he was laughing when he was walking off. bias won't allow them to hear you. Period. They're yeah. deaf. It's like you're not mm-hmm. even talking. Whatever you, whatever you, yeah. say, it doesn't even matter because it, because, because to them, it, it's a lie. Whatever's coming out your mouth is a yeah. lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I can't get trustworthy. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yes, it's crazy. Yes. What, it, what, what? How far do you see yourself going in politics? What, what do you aim to do? What is your goal? What is? I goal? eventually want to go for mayor. Okay, that is my um goal. But <laughs> the only tricky thing is I'm like, I'm already doing a lot. So I'm like, don't know how that's going to go. And I'm just getting more out there, out there. So I've been traveling and stuff going. I mean, um, especially I've, I've already established grounds here in the Chicagoland area. But I mean, I've been getting more out there into other cities, other places have been calling me in to do um, part of different other platforms and other events and stuff. So. You know, I'm like, that's kind of hard. But, you know, I look at it like this. I'm doing the work now so that way later the the, the way is already paid. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, I don't want to just be successful just to be successful. I feel like a lot of people, you have a lot of successful people. You have a lot of people that's known, that's a celebrity, they do this, they're a public figure. But when they come down to it, I want to create something to help out another generation. I want to create something to you be, be bring in something different. Yeah. Yes, and so I'm working with the de- uh, I'm currently working too. So you all definitely stay tuned. I can kind of talk about this that um, the school that I graduated from high school uh, was a private school. Before that, I was in a public school, but the private school is called GH Academy, and we're working on pulling together to get the school in a brick and mortar building. And right. my my vision is to basically to have it to where we can train 
um, people that's in middle school and high school how to work in a television department, to work in a radio station, okay. actually have it in the same building. Yeah. So that's my goal. Um, I learned that if God had given you that vision, nobody could take it. They could try to copy it, but they can't do it exactly. And I got more into it. You all have to continue to stay tuned to uh, what's going on. But we're working on that project um, to get that going with other mayors that I'm um, good friends with and other people uh, with that school. And so I'm, I will be on the board with that school um, as well. But I'm working with them to bring in a difference. You know, I want to be able to say, this person to say, you know, it took a Julian right. It took, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Cool Car here. It took somebody <laughs> else here. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like if you if you are who you are, you know, you can be be who you are and still be humble. But yet, make sure you leave in a print, a real print in yeah. somebody else's life. You're building up more than you're tearing down, and that's my goal. That's my goal. Definitely got to make a difference, man. This is what it is. Yeah. Providing value to the people. What it, this mm-hmm. is what this is for, you know. That's why you're on here. You know what I mean? Yes. Why you're yes, on here? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Spread this. We gotta spread this. We have to spread mm-hmm. this type of energy and type of information to people, and just lift people up. You know, it's not about. I tell yeah. people all the time. I don't care about fame. I don't want to be famous. Yeah. I'm doing this to make right. a difference. Like I'm. I want to take this to yeah. TV and really make a difference. Do charities, give people on, help them out, yeah. all that type of stuff. It ain't for fame. I'm an introvert. I can right. leave me alone. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, I know it may come with that, but for real, it's not about the fame. I could care less. When I was a young boy, yeah, yeah I might want to be famous a little bit, whatever. I was doing acting, music, and all that. I don't care about that. No right. Time. For real. Right, right. Get it. Right. I understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really understand. Mm-hmm. So, nah. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can locate your services and all that. I have all your links down below anyway, but, you know, go ahead. And yes. Talk. Well, you all can visit my site. It's Dr. Julian Wright, uh, D-R-J-U-L-I-A-N. My last name is W-R-G-H-T.com. DrJulianWright.com. You can see where events I'm going to be a part of or what's going on with me and um if you want to get with my company, it's enterprisejw.com. You can like me on Instagram at EJW7081 and Facebook at Dr. Julian Wright. And so you check it out and see what else I'm doing. And, yes. you know, let me know where you see me from. So, <laughs> so yes. but yeah, I've always appeared. And sometimes I do actually get love notes and stuff. I love it. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I love it. It encourages me. I'm like, this is encouraging. Yeah. Like, you know, unless, you know, people are watching, they're, they're seeing yeah. you. It's more so than just, just making a that difference. That you know that you're being, goal, in, so. you know, that you're impacting people. And that's, that's, that's yes. all that matters, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Not the Absolutely. praise, but the impact. People letting you know Absolutely. you made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody hit me out the blue in the DM the other day, just like out of nowhere, just, you know, telling me like, hey, you know, I really appreciate that. I did this. I'm like, man, that's, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It is. And yeah. it lets you know that you're doing what you're supposed to do, what you're called yeah. to do. Yes, indeed. Um, and so. On the right track. And that's how. Yes. Yes, right. Well, listen, many blessings, my brother. You're doing great things, phenomenal things. Mm-hmm. Had to have you on the show. I appreciate you spending and lending your time with, uh, you know, your boy yeah. Cool. And we came and kicked it oh, yes. real way. Yeah, uh, it was more of yes, a yes, yes. not an interview. I like to tell people that's what it is when you come on here. We're just kicking it, you know. 
and just being real. That's right. And provide value to the viewers, man. Any last words you yes. wanna you wanna tell the people? Well, I just want to say first of all, I got thank you so much for having me on. Oh my God, oh, it's, hey. it's such a privilege and an honor to be on here with you. You know, you know, I gotta come to the ACL so we get get to kicking it down there too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely let you know for sure. But yeah, um, I just want to thank you all, viewers, for listening, and I want to ask you all to continue to stay tuned to uh, Cool Car, y'all. Subscribe. Tell your people about the show. Even that. if I'm not on here at times, you know, y'all just continue to show your support. You know, when someone is trying to do something big and something that is going to, I say this platform is going to change the world, which already has changed the world. So I just want to thank you for being you, first of all, because you thank don't you. have to do what you do and be how you are. You know, it's, it's such a great thing. And so um, you are no stranger to me now. You're a friend of mine now. So I'm glad to have another Likewise. friend. And, and I thank you all, viewers. Um, I love you all, love you all, love you all. Shout out, like I said, to my church, God is Able Christian Church, my parents, Pastor uh, Julia Ann Wright and Pastor Richard, Dr. Attorney Richard Wright, and all my politicians and all my church people, all my <laughs> business people. <laughs> Shout out Leslie McFarland, too. She's you. in the comments over here. All see, yeah, that's another yeah. that's that's my aunt right there. So yeah, she Julia, that's, that's Julia, that's like your I mother, said, right? Is Julia your mother? Yes, it is. Yes, Patrice Dixon, she was yes. up in the comments too. Yep. So yes, sure. yes, yes. So, yes, indeed, man. Well, yes. listen, I appreciate you, my brother. And hey, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're catching this live, you catch this on the replay. It's all love. Thank you so much. You know where I'm at. Every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm right here kicking it with somebody like Julian Wright. Hey, if you're here, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so I can continue bringing you this goodness, just like Julian brought y'all tonight. We out of here, man. Peace and love. Bye. Yes, sir.